<laughs> How are we all doing? We good? You feeling loved on? <laughs> just want you to stay in that place. I'm just going to share a little thought um, about fighting fear because um, it's pretty cool. First John 4 verse 18 says that perfect love casts out all fear. And uh, one of the greatest ways that we can just eradicate fear out of our life is draw close to the lover of our soul, Jesus, and the Father. And, um, you know, do not fear is actually the number one command in the Bible. You'll see it over and over. Fear not, be courageous, do not be afraid. It's over 365 times. Um, when God gives a command by that, he really wants us to get it. And it's because he knows that that's what the enemy is going to come at us with because if we get into fear, um, it dislocates us from our life source. You know, um, he is a vine and we are the branches. And fear is one of the biggest ways that we can disconnect from that vine, from that life source. That because when we remain in him and remain in his love, all things become possible. So, of course, the devil is going to come and try to, you know, just weaken us to make us lose our strength. And one of the greatest ways he does that is through fear and intimidation. And it's hard to fight um, when, you know, imagine if you've got a dislocated shoulder or arm and it's like you're still there. And it's not that we're totally dislocated from God or know him, but imagine if you had a dislocated shoulder and you tried to go about your everyday jobs. And um, that's what fear does. It doesn't take us completely out, usually. It just weakens us and it, it disconnects us and disengages us with our life source. And so um, it's one of the things that we've really got to watch in our life because it, it's... Um, it's the thing that can really limit us. And it's hard to fight against fear. It's far better to fight for love. As Bill Johnson said that this week I was listening and I thought, that's really true. You know, if we fight against fear, we're focusing on the thing that we're trying to eradicate. And we don't do that. The best way and all the self-help books and everything, they're just picking up on what the Bible says. The best way to fight against something that the enemy comes at us with is to go on the opposite spirit. So the best way to fight against fear is to fight for love. Love casts out all fear. So we put our efforts into the antidote for fear instead of fighting the problem because inadvertently if we fight the problem, we're going to make it bigger in our consciousness. We're going to make it bigger in our life. And um, we put all our attention on that, then that's what we become afraid of. I'm afraid of this, I'm worried about this. We put all our attention there, all our focus there and that becomes bigger and bigger and bigger instead of putting our focus on he, him, that is love. Imagine if instead of being afraid and looking at the thing we're afraid of, we focused on love and the giver of love and that is the antidote to fear because perfect love casts out all fear. And in Galatians 5, 16 says, all that matters is faith expressed through love. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, these three remain, faith, hope and love, but the greatest is love. Now Bob Jones, he said that he um, had this encounter with Jesus and Jesus asked him, have you learnt to love? 
And that's what he's going to ask us. Have we learnt to love? And so fear is a thing that fights our love because fear is opposite of faith and faith works through love. Um, so let's put our attention not on fear but on the antidote and let's put our attention and fight fear with love. And one of the greatest, the greatest way I know how to do that is through encounter. When you're afraid, if you're focusing on that thing you're afraid of, it's going to pull you away from God. It's going to disconnect. So the thing we do when we're afraid is just sit, stop, and then sit and lean into Jesus. Lean into him because he is love and have a love encounter with him. It's like recalibrating um, your affection and, and it's like it, when, we, when we lean into him, it start, the fear starts to come down and the love starts to come up. You know, it's like your love tank gets full and when your love tank's full, you can just, you know, you've got it. Yeah, when we're depleted in our love, it's very hard to walk out what, how we're meant to live. It's very hard to walk out in faith. So when we try to fight fear and we f- try to walk the walk of faith without coming, drawing close to him and letting him fill our love tank and letting him just pour his love into us and us having an encounter all the time with love, we're not going to be able to do it. It's literally impossible because perfect love casts out fear. Our faith works by love. So you want to fight fear? Choose love. Just look to love. Look to him all the time. It's like, um, and it's not about performance. You know, we often think when we draw close to God, it's all about what we can do. It's not about that. A love encounter with God is just sitting at the Father's feet. It's sitting, just drawing close to him. It's like sitting on a park bench and, and you don't even have to say anything. It's not about quoting scripture. It's not about how much we can pray. It's not about fasting. It's not about all the things we can do. It's not about how we worship and we break through. All of those are great and they're tools that God gives us. But it's not about that. Our love for him and his love for us is not about performance. It's not about what we can do. It's what he has already done for us. It's not about what we do. And we're very good in church about the doing instead of the being. We're not human doings, we're human beings. And we can so easily get into works and performance and I've got to do this and there is place for that. There's times when we've got to stand and fight and and, fight with the word and fight of who we are and know who we are and declare those things. But there's also times where it's just a gift where God just breaks through and you've got to know which season you're in when you're fighting. But the greatest thing is to just press into love and then God will show you which way you're meant to be going. You can't fight the fight of fear and and eradicate it out of our life unless you've got his love filling you. And then you know what you're supposed to be doing because he'll fill us up and then go, okay, go and do this because it's already been done for us and all we've got to do is draw close to him and just let that fear, just drop it at the foot of the cross because he's done everything that he ever needs to do. You want to share? It's... um. We've got to know what, what God wants us to do and how he wants us to walk it out. It's like he's already done it for us and all we've got to do is get in line with what he's doing and he'll show us what to do. Yes, sometimes we've got to stand and declare and be feisty and other times it's just an absolute gift and all he does is just receive from me. That's all you've got to do. 
But the greatest way that we can overcome fear is to just turn into love. Whenever you get afraid, just turn into love. Just encounter love. Whenever you feel intimidated, unworthy, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, I'm not enough, turn into love. Just turn your face and turn into love. Because perfect love casts out all fear. So when you get afraid, when the enemy starts to lie to you, you know, when we... When we believe the lie more than we believe what God says, that's what I said before, <clears throat> we're getting dislocated from who we are. The devil is a liar. He's a father of lies. Anything that contradicts what the word says is a lie. Anything that calls you anything, anything that brings up old stuff that you know is dead and buried, that's a lie. Anything that makes you step back, that's a lie. Because Jesus says, run the race. He says, get going. He says that you've been seated in heavenly places at him, that we've been given authority, that we are victorious, that we're new creations in him, that we're superhuman, that we're supernatural beings, that we have the mind of Christ. When you think, I don't know how to do this, yes, you do, because you have the mind of Christ. It's like we to know who we are, but it all centers in love. It all centers in who he says we are. So step one and dislocating and disconnecting from fear is connect to love and just have a love encounter every day. I do little metagogues where I write fear and then I write off in little lines off it, what am I afraid of? Sometimes you've got to articulate what you're afraid of and if you see it in front of you, you'll go, ah, okay, I can see where this is coming from. And often I'll go, I'm afraid of lack, I'm afraid of loss, I'm afraid of disappointment, I'm afraid of rejection. And I'll get back to the root of it. <clears throat> and then what I do is I put a scripture underneath. What does God say? What does God say about these things? Because that's the truth. And then I just let that myself centre in that. Yeah? Fear is sometimes actually starts as a simple emotion that's, that begins in our thinking. We think a thought. And if we think it long enough for a few hours, sometimes only a few minutes, it starts to affect our emotions. And that's where, that's where the word comes in and we challenge the thought. Is that truth? It might be the facts. You might have been to the doctor and he told you something, but is it the truth? You might have looked at your bank account. That's a fact. But does it line up with the truth? And if we focus on the facts or we focus on the fear or, or something that might be going to happen in the future, then we're disconnecting from love. So we look and we look and we go, yeah, we don't pretend, but then we line it up with the truth. And that's where the word comes to play. But it's a simple emotion. It starts in that. And where the spirit of fear comes in and where the demonic comes in is when we allow that emotion to sit and become who we are. We believe that lie and then supernatural forces are invited into our life. And we've got to be really careful because that's where the enemy wants us, where we allow negative thinking, wrong thinking to come in and we're thinking these thoughts. I call them stinking thinking. When we allow stinking thinking in our thought life and we let that rest there and we go over and over and over again and then that affects how we feel. We start to feel anxious, stressed. You feel it in your body. You feel it here. Wherever you feel it, you might have a little hissy fit and start yelling and shouting and things and throwing things around, whatever you do when you're, because it's the root of it is fear. And then when you stay in that place, what can happen is you invite, because of your words you speak and what you're doing, you're inviting the supernatural 
and the negative to come in, and that's where darkness gets on us. And it tries, and you know, you'll have, you'll have things you'll feel oppressed. And that's the spirit of fear coming at you. But it cannot stand if you resist it. Resist the devil and he shall flee. So that's where we just press in and lean into Jesus and get back and fill our love tank. So it's all about love. Perfect love casts out fear. These three remain, hope, faith and love. But the greatest of these is love. So don't try and fight fear, just better to focus on love. Focus on love. You can start in the natural realm, but then be supernaturally empowered. And I was listening, I wondered if I was going to share this, but I'm going to. I was listening last night and um, I'd heard it during the week. We sometimes think that um, all the stuff we hear like of the occult and witchcraft and all that stuff, oh, that's out there and it's not going to, we're not going to get involved in it. You know, the spirit of fear and oppression and all this stuff, we're not going to get involved with it. But if we let these things go unhampered in our life, that's exactly what you get. And you can go from being, yes, God, but if we don't deal with our staff to a year, two years, three years down the track, having these things in our life. And I was listening and it really hit me that the, the, the spirit of witchcraft... And we would think, oh, we never have anything to do with that. But the actual root of witchcraft is the desire to control. <clears throat> Why do we want to control? Because we're afraid. Because we don't trust God. Witchcraft, the root of it, is a lack of trust in God. Which is a little bit confronting, isn't it? Because when we don't trust God, then when we go into direct rebellion against God, we're going, no, nah, I'm going to do it my way. I don't trust you, God, so I'm going to do it your way. And the word says that um, rebelliousness is the sin of witchcraft. So when we don't trust God, when we have to have control, when we go, I've got this God, I'm going to do it my way, I'm, you know, and, we, and we know in our head we should be trusting God, but our actions are actually we're doing it our way. We're running the risk. See, that's a natural thing, but you're inviting supernatural stuff into your life. And suddenly you've got witchcraft trying to get on you. And you start to deal and you've got all this darkness around you and you've got this stuff, you're battling it and you're going, where's this coming from? It's because you're letting, you're inviting in by your lack of trust, by not dealing with fear, which was a natural thing, has now invited supernatural stuff into your life. We've got to be so careful that we are walking in love because our faith walks by love. Now, that might have, you might have gone, ooh, that's me. And that's okay because the word directs us and it sets us free. So if you know that you haven't trusted God enough and you've been doing that in the natural, it's a warning. Just, hey, hang on a minute. I need to. This is what, because this is what the enemy's trying to get you to be. He's trying to end you up in this place. And so the word directs us so that we're set free. Don't let the yoke of slavery come upon you again because Jesus has set us free. But watch out for these things in your life where we're not trusting God, where we're trying to do it our own way, where we want to be in control. We, we know the future. And, you know, we, we can make Ishmael mistakes. You know, God had promised a son to Abraham and then Hagar came along. Well, what a mess that made. You know, that's a Middle Eastern conflict. You know, we try to do things our way. That was all about control. And we, and we say, I'm in control, God. I'm trying to trust, but I'll do it my way. Any time where we don't trust God, any time where we get into fear and worry is us trying to get, you know, we're taking the lead. 
and we then we allow things to intimidate us, and then we wonder why we feel like we're being hit by a Mack truck because we're we've let this supernatural stuff that started as a natural response that we didn't get on. You know, you have these thoughts come, or you watch, or you listen to people, and it comes at you, and then you meditate on that thought instead of meditating on what God says, and you believe the lie, and then that natural thought starts to affect your emotions and how you act, and bang, you have the supernatural forces come at you. So we've got to go back and go, where did that start? Let's get rid of that. Press into love, because perfect love casts it out. Perfect love. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Delight in the Lord and he will grant you the desires of your heart. That he is for us and not against us. That nothing can separate us from his love. You know that this is who we are. But the enemy comes and he hits our emotions and he gets in our thinking because we allow it. And then we go, oh, why am I feeling so under it? Why am I feeling so disconnected? And it's because we've let these things in the natural that come in and we haven't dealt with them and then they start to have supernatural connotations. Yeah? So we've got to watch that we don't supernaturally empower things that we don't want to. We supernaturally empower faith and love and hope and joy because when you get in that place, That's when things happen. That's when things break open. That's when healings happen. That's when miracles happen. That's when people get saved. When we're pushing into that and focusing in on that, that's what gets supernaturally empowered in a life rather than the negative. If it happens in one way, it's going to happen in the other. It's our choice which way we look. Yeah. How would you treat a friend who lies to us as often as our fears do? I love that quote. When you're looking at fear and then you look at love, which one are you going to choose? We're going to choose love. But too often we believe the lie. If you had a friend that lied to you as often as your fears do, what would you do about that friend? Disconnect. Or confront them. But sometimes you just got to disconnect. If you have somebody who lies to you all the time, why are you listening? And that's what the devil does. He lies to us. Whisper, 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 mata, 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 and he'll send people in. And sometimes we can be that tool. We've got to watch what we're speaking. If we hear some, some bad report, what are we going to do? Are we going to speak the word back at that person or are we going to get into the lie of the enemy? Our job is not to quote the facts back at somebody when they tell us a problem. Our job is to speak the word. I love this quote by Bill Johnson. It says, We cannot afford to entertain thoughts about us that God doesn't think about us. The moment we do entertain, dwell, or feed on those things that are contrary to his word over us, we believe a lie and war against the very purposes of God in our life. The mind that is contrary to God sets itself up for failure. It's not our job to quote the facts. It's not our job to get in agreement with any of the lies of the enemy. It's our job to speak the word and to press into love and to let that be the place where we rest. Even when you're, when you're you know, in circumstances in your family or people tell you stuff, it's not our job. Our job is to be the light of the world. And even when the facts are screaming at us, that's, sometimes we've just got to... If you can't say something in faith, if you can't say something in love, then keep our mouths shut. Because otherwise we're getting into that negative and we invite the supernatural to get on in a negative way on people's lives. 
So you let your words be things, words that lift up and build up and generate love. And if you can't do that, zip it or walk away. It's like zip it or walk away because we cannot afford to entertain and we cannot afford to be seeking those things that aren't in love. And we all mess up and we have to go and repent. We all mess up and we let our emotions and our fearful thinking get in the way at times and we've got to keep ourselves under, under control, be disciplined. And, and just sometimes we've got to gag ourselves, get the vacuum cleaner out, but <laughs> really, really loud. I, even I, am he, he who com- comforts you. I, even I, am he who comforts you. Who are you that you should be afraid of a man who will die and of the son of man who will make like grass? And you forget the Lord your maker who stretched out the heavens and laid the foundations of the earth. You have feared continually every day because of the fury of the oppressor when he has been prepared to destroy. And where is the fury of the oppressor now? Too often we get into fear about other people or we get into fear about circumstances. And the Lord says, who are they and who are your circumstances that you would get into fear over them? What is your bank account that you would get into fear over it? What is your work situation that you would get into fear? What is your body that you would get into fear? When I... Am I am the Lord who comforts you. What is your past that you would allow that to cause you to fear and stop believing what I have said? Because I am the Lord who comforts you. I am the one who stretched out the heavens. I am the one who created everything with my hand and my spoken word. Who are those things that we, cause us to fear? You know, sometimes the Lord does give us a kick up the pants. He does. He goes, who are those things? What are those things that they would cause us to fear? You know, and I get a kick up the pants regularly because this, this is the thing that the enemy has tried to come against me with. And I was going for a run last night and I was listening to this song and I could feel the Holy Spirit going, you've got to stand up. You've got to stand up on the inside and stop letting things come at you and stop being intimidated by the things that the enemy is trying to pull you down on. I have said this about your life. I have called you to do this. I have equipped you. I have called you by name. I am the one that comforts you. I am victorious. In I am. I am. And you, I am in you. And greater is he that is in us and he that is in the world. And I am with you. I am the one who comforts you. What is man that anything they can do to you? Yeah, because he, he holds us in the very palm of his hand. He says he knows every hair upon our head, that he, he names the stars by name. What is it that we would be afraid of when he is with us, that nothing in all creation can separate us from his love? We've got to talk to ourselves and go, hang on a minute, and choose love instead of fear, and focus on love, and fight the fight with love. You know, salvation means that it's, so, it's the word sozo and it means that we're delivered from all evil, that we're delivered from all sickness, that we're delivered from all lack, that we're delivered from our past, that we're delivered from every fear. That's what your salvation means. When you take communion, that's what you're reminding yourself and that's what you're receiving. So this morning I just want us to get, if you're feeling afraid, just encounter love. And you're going to have to have, take time to do that. You can't do that on the run. You don't do that on the run. You, you actually have to take time and put an effort into sitting. It's like anybody, any relationship. You don't do relationships on the run. They don't work very well, do they? 
Yeah? They don't work. If we don't spend time with the one we love, then the love kind of waters down. So we've got to spend time with him who loves us. And how we fight fear, the first thing is to press into love. Fight fear with love. And then he'll show you what to do. He'll say, go and get the scripture. or He'll tell you what to do because he knows. And he knows the root of our fear. If it helps to metagogue it, write it down, the things you're afraid of, write down and then get what God says about it. If you're afraid of your finances, if you're afraid of your future, you're worried about your relationships, get God's perspective on it. If you're in something you shouldn't be, get God's perspective and get out of it. Because the last thing we want to do is let our emotions and then our actions bring supernatural stuff against us. Yeah? We need to be careful. So let's fight fear with love because perfect love casts out all fear. Amen? Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media or leave a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Dale Kinney and you can also subscribe to my daily inspirational blog for more encouragement to live your best life. You'll find my blog on my website at dalekinney.com. Thanks again and I'll see you next time.